0: with Susie, the first and only pharmacy-specific podcast for women, about women, hosted by women. As recently as the 1960s, women made up only 8% of all U.S. pharmacists. Today, that number has increased to over 55% of the women pharmacist workforce and 85% of the pharmacy technician workforce. With two thirds of USD PharmaD graduates being female, these numbers are going up. Welcome to RX Talk with Susie. Your host is a pharmacist professional and educator, wife, mother, and the founder of Pharmacist Moms Group. RX Talk with Susie is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Now, let's talk. Good morning, everybody. I am super, super excited for our show today. I have someone that I've been wanting to learn more about. Um, She is someone that I connected to virtually on Facebook, and she is such a leader, an international leader in pharmacy. I'm very excited to have Hala Joed on our
1: show today. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Good morning, everyone, and thank you for hosting me today. It's a big pleasure to be um, from the UK. I'm here from the UK today, and you're hosting me from, from New York, isn't it?
0: Yes, so I'm all the way in New York, so it's, it's pretty exciting to be talking to you. Um, Where well, it's early in the morning here, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure you're close to the end of your day.
1: Okay. Yeah, so we are like around now, three o'clock to, yeah, three okay. o'clock in the afternoon. So we still can say between afternoon and morning. Exactly. <laughs> Just to make it more international, anyway.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit more? about yourself, your background, and even a little bit about your current role and what you do.
1: So, hi everyone. My name is Hala Jawad. I'm a pharmacist from the UK who's passionate about all things pharmacy. So, um, I consider myself uh, one of the lucky ones to have been involved in many other activities uh, outside of a traditional pharmacy career. Um I've tried my hands at some uh, media related performances and I've worked in community pharmacy setting and and as well as gP practice pharmacists. but every role has been different and um, you know but but equally vital to my learning process so um I have developed a special interest in public health and improving patients outcomes. So this is a, just a brief introduction about who I am, what I do, and just, just about where I'm coming from today.
0: No, that's great, that's great. So tell me a little bit more about your current role and some of the skills that kind of got you to where, to where you're at.
1: I think so, in my, you know, in my opinion, it's really important to network so networking and being positive and enthusiasm about towards you know the pharmacy profession and and i think so for me it was giving back is so important to me because i get that sense of satisfaction from, from helping others so i think so that's that's what i focus on through my career path and that's what started driving me from one role to another to another and i started to become more and more involved in social media because by me by my way in networking and building my skills through social media
0: yeah social media has been great i mean even for myself um when i was struggling a couple years back um, as a, a pharmacist with work-life balance social media really helped me with forming a network and, and finding other pharmacists that i could talk to that were also struggling or maybe yeah. have ideas and things so I I really value social I mean that's even how I met you so I think yeah you know you get to meet new people learn about what others are doing and I think that, that that's critical and I agree with the networking too um you know that that's very important as well um, are there any, did you think about when you graduated from pharmacy school that this is where we would be or, you know, did this kind of just fall, you know, into, into it on its own?
1: Uh, no, no, it just fall on its own. So, uh, I graduated and then, uh, we were in a pharmacy, uh, Twitter chat and then it happens through Twitter. It was 24 hours in pharmacy, the tweet chat was called. So I joined one of the tweet chat at that time, you know, I didn't know anyone. So, uh. I just put myself outside and um, I joined the Twitter chat and then I got introduced to a lot of pharmacists and that opened the opportunity for me to go to a a very big uh, conference, which is called the CPC Congress. And then eventually I started to cover in the show over there, you know, the conference. And slowly, slowly I started to get recognized on social media and I started to build my skills slowly, slowly and learn and fail and progress. So that's how I started. It all fell by, you know, by chance. I didn't plan anything; it just started like this, and I started into the position without even thinking about it. But, but in addition to social media, of course, it opened uh, work as well opportunities for me. So um, I've got a career from working in a community pharmacy into a GP practice by, um, you know, one of the tweet chats where I asked one of the GPs if I can locum for um, one week for free and he gave me the opportunity to do that.
0: Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes it's like you, you ask someone and then there's an opportunity for a position. Um, even myself, when I first moved to New York from Chicago, I was looking for a job and I didn't even actually go online. I ended up just contacting others and saying, you know, I just moved here. Do you know of any opportunities at your organization? And, And it worked, um,
1: Yeah, you just ask people. When you ask people, one opportunity will lead to the other, to the other, to the other. And that's what I started one week in a GP practice for for voluntary and that opened the way for me to work in another company. So slowly, slowly, as I say, you build yourself up, you build your network, you meet people, and you keep on building up on that network because it's really important to keep your, you know, network and people that you know in contact with.
0: Definitely. So what are some of the biggest initiatives you're working on right now?
1: So um, I have askala.com, which is, you know, I'm a co-founder of askala.com, which is, it's the first of its kind in pharmacy world. It's an online platform. You can check it on. So that was one of my uh, first innovation I worked on. Um, I'm a board member of the IFWIP, which is the International Forum for uh, Wellbeing in Pregnancy. And we created history uh, in December 2018 in the House of Commons. Um, So uh, I was lucky to be uh, invited by a consultant, um, uh, Consultant Raja. So um, I had a big opportunity over there to talk about the well-being in pregnancy. Um, I'm an associate member as well for Morph, which is a uh, training, uh, provide training for primary care pharmacists. So I chair as well the events in Guildford and Surrey. Um, I'm a mentor as well for uh, Pharmali. As well, you know, I mentor other pharmacists who need some help and support. Keynote speaker um, for as well different events. Um, I have a new event coming up as well for uh, pre-reg, pre-registration pharmacists. Um, I'm a Brighton Titan as well i was known as a very first farmer face and other stuff that i've been involved in so uh, this is just the many uh <laughs> many many things i'm working on at the moment but um you have to keep all of this maintained as well it's not just like you know you have the things and you have to maintain them and keep on going with the stuff you're working on
0: yeah no exactly tell me a little bit more about askhala.com because i think that's quite interesting for a lot of our pharmacy listeners or pharmacists i think they would love to learn a little bit more about what you did and and how you started it, um, and who it's really for. Who who is the target audience for
1: this? So Ask Hala is basically more towards the public to support the the public. You know, um, I think so. The public always need that sort of uh, information uh, that covers, you know, medi- medication information, advice, and information on long term condition, uh, smoking cessation, sexual health, health and well being, uh, minor ailments, dementia, over the counter medication, and how to take medicine safely. It's really Really important to focus on what the public wants and sometimes the public don't want to go like to see or something they need something quick they need a quick advice They need something to to support them a bit and that's why I came up with this idea to think basically outside of the box um, try to make some problem-solving issues and that's how I came up with this idea
0: no definitely it's a great idea and I think a lot of um, people out here in the in the US as well would would either like to help the public and start something or maybe um, let you know, people know, uh, know about that. I, I love that idea and, and what you did with that. I think it's, it's important. Um, and then you do serve on a lot of different boards in a lot of areas, so I think that, that's great. You're very, you're very involved. And you know, um, how do you stay current, though, about what's going on in healthcare and even specifically in the pharmacy field? what you doing and wearing so many hats that you wear?
1: Um, I think so in the past five years, uh, pharmacy have been changing so much. There's a lot of changes, changing, you know, changes have been happening. So we had pharmacists in GP practice, uh, pharmacists in care homes, pharmacists in emergency care. So there is a lot of rules for pharmacists now. And um, we had then the GTPR in place. We had FMD in place. Um, There's Brexit. There is a lot of changes. We have shortage of medication now. So um, we have a big, massive change in in everything, I think, in the world. There's a lot of changes happening, and the changes are quite fast. And we have to keep on track. Otherwise, if we don't, then we don't know what's going up in the market. So uh, the important thing how to keep track is um, I follow all the magazines in the pharmacy world. Um, I normally as well contribute to a lot of the magazines uh, in the past few years Um, and it's really important to read the updates because every day if you read a mini update you know what's going on in the fantasy world so that's what i do normally i keep on on track with, uh, with, with what's going on by reading all the updates from the magazines
0: definitely i do i do that as well it's very helpful just to kind of you know stay in tune and actually sometimes even again going back to the social media i'll look at what someone else might have shared and
1: Oh, yeah, on Twitter, or that's yeah. where everything is happening normally, Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, going back to what you were talking about with the different areas of practice and things mm. like that, a lot has changed in the United States as well. But for those of uh, the listeners who aren't
1: you know, aren't familiar
0: with the UK, can you uh, take us through what the schooling is for a pharmacist? And then what are the options, the career options now? I'm, I'm sure there are a lot more, as you mentioned, similar to the US.
1: So you mean careers? Um so uh, pharmacy, as I said, uh, through the past, uh, I mean, few years, there's a lot of changes. So we have the rules had been extended. So you have pharmacy still working in community pharmacy, of course, hospital, industry, academia, uh, prison. Um, as we said, GP. Um, what else? Uh, care homes a um, and uh, emergency care so there's a lot of roles there yes. and we have as well pharmacists uh, becoming independent prescribers
0: oh, okay, okay that's so great. That's, that's allowed then over there because some
1: yeah 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 so we can be qualified as an independent prescriber so you do a six or four months uh, course depend on the university and then you be uh, competent in whatever uh, topic you want to be competent in and then if you're competent in something else as well to prescribe, then you can do so as well.
0: Okay, great. And are the students earning doctorate degrees upon graduation as well from pharmacy, or is it a master's? Or
1: So uh, it depends what you want to do, you know, basically. So uh, we, we graduate as pharm. And then it depends on your qualification and the accreditation that you want to take. You can upgrade your degree. You know, it depends if you want to be a doctor or you want to be doing extra qualification or clinical farm. So whatever you want to do, there is always options. There is too many things you can. Um, there is ACP as well. Um, so there is too many things you can continue with the pharmacy and be more competent and qualified towards more and more, you know, clinical stuff. we're clinical anyway pharmacists
0: yeah yeah no that's great so because i think one of the things out here a lot of the pharmacy students they have to obtain the doctorate degree and then they do something similar where they could either do a residency or fellowship training or they could just enter the workforce immediately so um so it's it's quite it's quite similar from those perspectives. um i was going to ask you a little bit about being uh you know a woman in pharmacy and um, as you know, this show is really for women in pharmacy. And and what does that mean to you, um, per se, you know, being a woman in
1: pharmacy in the in the UK? So I think so, still women is uh, women are uh, under, uh presented in senior pharmacy and NHS rules. Uh, according there is a PJ, which is an aesthetical journal article, which was published on the 8th of 2018. So still, you know, women are not still, you know, presented as as, as compared to, to to male. But uh, they, from the GPHC as well in August 2017, from the article of the Aesthetical Journal, that of uh, 50, 55,209 uh, registered pharmacists, 61% were female and 39% were male. So we have more female graduating than male in that year. Yeah. But then the thing is... Um, according to the registered pharmacist, but still, you know, women women are underrepresented in senior say, and not just roles.
0: No, amazing, that's very similar to the United States. So we have a little over 60% practicing pharmacists who are women, however, the, the senior positions again are, are more typically occupied by by males. So it's been interesting, and that was one of the reasons for starting the show was to kind of bring light to some of the issues that women, women face, um, you know in terms of uh, moving their career along and things like that um you know let's get back to you and some of the things about pharmacy and you know what are some things that excite you about the future of pharmacy there's so many people now there's a lot of students um, in the united states a lot more schools have opened over the past 10 years and it's a lot more difficult to obtain work right after graduation Um, it's a lot more competitive so um, You know, what's something that excites you about the future of pharmacy for those that are either just graduating or for those who are looking at all the new graduates and, and all the competition, um, what's something that some piece of advice you could offer to them about the the future of pharmacy?
1: so um i think so that digital technology will play a greater role in pharmacy uh in the future and i think so it will enable staff to use their training more effectively towards reducing the burden on other healthcare professionals so i think so the future will be looking um more more towards digital technology and using our skills to enhance it so it's really i think so interesting because we can see the changes are really quickly happening so um so as i say um in a world that changes are really quickly the only strategy that's guaranteed is to fail is not taking risks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right, right, exactly, yeah. Putting out. So,
1: so, so leadership is not basically a, a static maneuver. so willing and able to, to, to um, navigate the team uh, thoroughly through the change. So it's really important to move with the change, and it's not easy, but um, things are changing. Uh, it can be daunting, but if we have the proper management, it can go as a process to make it more better for everyone. By creating a plan, um, you know, understanding the end goals, communicate clearly, um, identify key players, uh, delicate tasks. Set realistic objections, so manage expectation and hold people accountable. So it's really important that we are in a world that's changing now, and we have to go in with the change. So um, do what you like, and I, I tell as well the newly qualified that um, to go and to go and to go to a pharmacy and see how pharmacy is before they they go into pharmacy world and and talk to newly qualified uh, young pharmacists join forums see how it is and it's it's an interesting career but that's that's my 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 advice for everyone who want to go as well into pharmacy
0: yeah no i i agree with all of that i think going back to the digital technology i know for myself um, technology scares me so um, I, you know, taking the risk, you're, you're so right. It's just that you have to take the risk. You have to learn it. And I was mm-hmm. always one to ask others, Oh, help me with this. Put, you know, how do I connect this? What do I do here? Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> so it, it, it scares you, but you have to take the risk. I know even when I started this podcast show, it was like, Oh, I'm going to have to, you know, use this system. And I've, I've never used it before. How, you know, I, I need I need a tutorial. Can I? You know, I. It was difficult. So I think you know sometimes looking at the risk and um, you know actually taking a risk, uh, you you learn. And now I'm I'm a lot better, a, a lot more tech savvy. I think I switched over. The other thing was I switched from a Dell to a Mac, and that was that was a risk for me too. I was so <laughs> nervous <laughs> on my computer. Um, but I, but I agree with you. And I think that going back to the students, too, is looking at what are the opportunities and, and going to a pharmacy and uh, working there or, or checking it out, you know, observing to see if this is something that, you know, that you really like or that, you know, you'd be interested in. And what made you want to be a pharmacist? You know, um, was there something specific or did you, did you know you wanted to always be a pharmacist?
1: I always wanted to to, to help people and I always have interest in science. So I thought if I enhance the career in pharmacy, then I can help the people and I can do the thing that I love. And that's how it all happened. And that's why when I do my role, I do it with my heart because um, I love what I do. And when you love what you do in life, you you will go places where without you, you will be flying without wings, that's what I say. Mm-hmm. So you will go to places without even thinking because the one opportunity will open the others. And I think so if we have good leaders, because leaders are really important in our career by supporting and helping as many pharmacists as possible in achieving their dreams and goals that's another thing i forgot to highlight on and, and ensuring that the voice of the profession is very right, providing assurance and leading in innovation so uh, i think so it's a good leader should um, mentor and encourage pharmacists to engage and embrace uh, modern technology um, by supporting the team with tools to share innovate and network as i said um, it's really important so um, at the end of the day, as I said, I chose pharmacist pharmacy career because um, my aim was to help people, and I love. I always enjoyed public health, so um, that's why, as well, I'm running a campaign for um, swallowing difficulties. Um, three videos have been published so far.
0: Amazing! That's great. Good. For, good for you. That's that's great. Exactly. You have to find what you're passionate about, and then once you do. I love what yeah. you. I love what you do. At that point, you know, I, I love what, how you how you phrased it. But I think that's so true. It's once you find that, you know, this is meaningful to you, and this is not just getting up and doing it. Um, you know, recently I went to a conference, and the and the focus was about getting back to our roots and really thinking about why we became pharmacists, and not just mm-hmm. day in day out, but really thinking about why you went to pharmacy school. And, and finding that as your guide and needing that every day when you're when you're at work and when you're you know when you're trying to um, work with patients or when you when you're trying to do something new i'm just remembering you know why why you did this um and, I, and yeah I-, I
1: mean my final year project was about motivational factors that affect pharmacists before during and after becoming a pharmacist <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking at the intrinsic and extrinsic factors. And um, when you're driven by intrinsic, you always do it with your heart. But if you're driven by extrinsic, like money or something like that, when the money goes down, you think, oh my God, why did I choose mom? So it depends how your motivation is when you chose mom. Exactly. And that's why I've done my final year project about that sort of topic
0: that's so great that's that's perfect i would love to share that somewhere on my on my website if you have that because i think that is so true Uh, um you know you have to you have to really feel it and then and then there you know it's it's amazing the difference so um but one other question that I, i wanted to ask you was just some advice that maybe you would either tell your younger self or um you know any other pharmacist who who's out there that Is Starting their career some of the new pharmacists and I know you talked about leaders and and things like that how they can work to help But what about someone who's just starting their career? What can they do? And um, you know, what is some advice you might have told yourself?
1: so um, for me when I started um, I had to explore everything on my own basically, so um, I went there and I pushed self to the market and I start to motivate myself. I failed several times and I'm still failing, but failure is the way to success. That's what I want to say. So when you fail, you succeeded. So when I started, I started in a place where it was community, you see, because I mean, that's where I can start, but no one knew that I'll be going from community to GP because what happens in life when we start, we don't have the experience. I mean, anywhere you start. At the beginning, you have to have experience. And that's why when you go to a job interview, the first question they say, do you have experience? I'm a newly qualified person. Well, you have to have experience. So that was one of the interviews I had in my beginning of my, my starting years. And I said, well, I'm newly qualified, you know said well you go and do some more experience and then come back and see me so that was my first refusal <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So I was lucky yeah. I was refused because the thing is it opened the door for me to go into something better so um, even when a door closes don't worry guys you know others are meant to be better for you to so find your next opportunity and never give up if you had you know something close so try explore learn talk to friends share ideas network um don't be don't feel stuck in one place because then you don't know what's going on so for me i moved around a lot to to learn and educate myself and take the experience so that's the way you can learn you can have people to mentor you which are more experienced um even if they didn't you you just upgrade yourself learn you know keep on learning keep on doing things to keep uh, on track you know you go to conferences to learn to upgrade your skills uh so that's how I learned basically. I just keep in touch with everyone to see what's going on.
0: yeah, no, I agree. I mean I, you're spot on with the you know the failures and sometimes um you know you have to fail and then it'll teach you to work harder and then in the end, you come out a little bit stronger so um
1: I and whatever is meant to be would be at the end, so your destiny will always be your destiny
0: of course of course <laughs> in your career it's not just you know love life and things like that you know uh, you know i think when one door closes looking at it like that wasn't meant to be and that there might be something else out there and um you know yeah. i were quite a few students i have a few students who i uh, come under me as you know during rotations and things and a lot of them say well this job is asking for experience and this job is asking for experience and i'm like well just keep applying you know you never you never know. Someone might say to you, and I, I once had someone say to me, you know, I'm going to give you a break this time. You know, I, I'm looking at what you've done and I know I was looking for this type of experience, but based on, you know, who you are, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out anyway. So I, I think that can happen to, to a lot of people if you just, you know, you keep trying.
1: Yeah. Never, never give up. I know, well, I know some people start to think it's getting harder and harder. I've been in so many places that I just wanted to give up. I don't want to do this anymore. And then it it can be so tough. You know, you can come to a point where it's really, really tough and you think, I want to give up. And then you just think, no, no, I've reached this place. I need to keep going. So it's not easy, but anything that you need to reach in life, it should be hard work. It's not going to be like on a plate.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. And it's appreciation versus like your expectations almost. You know, really so i i agree well i'm so happy that i was able to have you on the show and we would love to have you again um <laughs> to talk about other you know other things and i think it was great for our listeners to learn more about what's going on in the uk and and just really about you and they can check out your site as well and, and everything you've done and um but we're really happy to have you on the show today
1: I mean, thank you very much for, for hosting me, uh, it's a happy and pleasure. Um, I know we went through things so quickly and we talked about from leadership to to, to the newly qualified and mixed things up, but I think so uh, we just tried to make a brief intro today uh, about how things are going, because if you want to talk about things, there's too many things. We can talk till tomorrow about the funding cuts and uh, the rule in depth and what's happening properly in the in the country. So. Um, so it's a it's a, big, it's a real pleasure for me to be today a guest. And thank you for, for hosting me.
0: Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Rx Talk with Susie. Please share this podcast on all your social media outlets and help us reach other women in pharmacy. Be sure to check out our website. Go to pharmacistmomsgroup.com.